Hype World. You are now listening to the Power Post Game Report. I, of course, am always Triple D, and across from me, as always, is... This is Carlos D. What's good, world? How we holding up, man? Another one in the books. Uh-huh. Slow march into the finale. I hear that. Today we are here to discuss episode 12, He Always Wins. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get my initial thoughts out of the way really quick. Okay. Um, while I didn't hate this episode, I do feel like after everything that happened in the previous episode, and uh, given the amount of uh, episodes we have left, I feel like this was kind of a misuse of time. Um, so not horrible, just a really, real misuse of time. Um, but I will say, um, uh, shout out to Elizabeth Rodriguez, uh, who plays Paz, who uh, gets to shine out on this one and uh, gets a whole lot of uh, screen time and gives us a whole lot in this one. Um, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I was, I was curious to see what you had to say, because you like one of the generally most more positive people that I know. Like when it comes to like giving shows a chance or not being too harsh when it comes to reviewing reviewing different things. To me, the entire almost the entire episode, I was like, when is this gonna be over? Um, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think they just trolling us at this point. They're like purposely just trolling the fans because they know this is not what we want. And I, I, I I'm, I'm speaking for myself, and I, I don't know if I'm speaking for the majority of fans from what I've seen, like with the. Online feedback has been a lot of people didn't really enjoy this episode. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, like you said, with the limited time we got left, it's too late in the show's history to, uh, and it's not introducing a new character, but give so much time to a bit character. Like we know her, she's yeah. been she's been in every season, of course, but she's always only had a small role as Angela's sister, Angela's support system, and to dedicate basically a full hour. You know, 85% of a full hour to, I wouldn't even call her a secondary character. You know, right. this is like a D-level character made literally no sense. I, I found myself the entire episode asking, you know, why am I still watching this? Who are these people? Why should I care about her? Why should I care about her son? Why should I care about her father? Uh, why should I continue to watch as she just makes horrible decision after horrible decision throughout this entire course of this episode? Um, so we're going to get into it in, in a little bit more detail, but this was a, this was a miss to me. Um, this was another example of power giving us something hot. Uh, cause I, like I said, I really enjoyed the Dre episode hot to keep us hooked and then following it up with some, with some garbage. They did this several times throughout this last season. Uh, the Proctor, like for example, like the Proctor episode was really good and they followed up with a lukewarm episode. They get, they know they, it seems like they know that they can give us some good stuff or they know how to keep us engaged, but then they'll turn right around and give us something nobody asked for. And, and and to me, it's like, yo, I mean, why wait to the final season to, to really just disrespect your fans or waste your fans time in this situation on this, the way that, that that's, that's what I think of it. I think this episode was an entire waste of time. I, I don't, I care nothing about pause. Uh, and like I said, shout out to the actress, nothing against the actress. She did a very good job. I know her mainly from, um, Orange is the New Black. She was on Orange is the New Black and had a right. was good on that show too. So there's nothing against her. She did a fine job. She's a a, a good actress. Uh, I think she was actually really good in her role. But it's like why it's too late for me to try to get invested in the character that we've only seen for maybe three or four or five minutes per time she's been on the screen to give her so much screen time. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't would definitely would not give them 
the uh, the props are saying that they're they're aware of uh, trolling us. Um, I was gonna kind of say this thought for the end, but like I, I'd have been fine with this if they would have gone ahead and interspliced her story with at least Sax's story. Um, or, or, or any of Sax, Tate, yeah, yeah, because um, all three of those I think were all like secondary, you know, secondary characters, yeah, definitely that are suspects. And I think right. they should have gave us a little bit more of those three to kind of balance it out. Right. Um, like I said, like it mainly a big, uh, a mi- like a, a misuse of time. And, and I think this is one of those things where it's just like they had to do this. Like they, they didn't have to do it this much, um, but they had to tell her view when they introduced her as a suspect. Um, you remember, like my original thought was like, she has no business being part of this plot. Um, once, once she, uh, once she, confronted him at truth that very last time they could have easily just scrapped her her involvement like we didn't you know we we didn't need her to be a suspect like her her story could have ended there to, to um, me honestly her sorry not i mean to control but to me like we learned in this episode that her going to truth to talk to the ghost that last time was a part of right the backstory is but to me her story really could have ended when she put angela's cell phone and in, in cell phone in the casket true and uh, the first, because he told her again in this episode, but Sax told her previously at the morgue when the autopsy report first came in that Ghost wasn't the killer. And it could have ended with that. Right. This is true. So, I, I mean, I don't know why they want to push Paz's story down our throats, um, but they did. And um, we are professionals. So we will marshal. Well, I, you you didn't hate it as much as I hated it, but we are both professionals and we have dedicated to us, uh, dedicated to the show. And we will discuss this pause episode like we will discuss any other episode. Let's get to it. Only with left, only with less enthusiasm from me. Right. And uh, this probably won't be um, our normal long episode because uh, there there's not a lot of investment from us. Um, it's investment as professionals, but. Honestly, that was about it. Yeah, it's um, literally scenes that I would just say I don't care, or I didn't care about anything that happened in that in that scene. Um, so we 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 start off with her getting the meta treatment. Um, I was as soon as she she enters the the emergency room and there's no one else there. I was like, okay, they're getting they're kind of stepping out of their zone. Like we're getting we're getting some some inner monologue stuff. Which I mean, we've seen inner monologue stuff, but we've never seen dreams before. Um, well, we have seen dreams, but not on this level. Uh, we get what she's been kind of tormenting herself with, uh, which is um, Jamie's involvement in her sister's uh, death, uh, covered in blood. Uh, <laughs> this weird, stale, straight face that he's putting on, which I thought was kind of funny to me. And um, then we get her, we get her waking up. Uh, we also are reminded this was probably one of the. Um, the previously on powers that it was just like every single thing in that previously on power came back into play. We get her father um, and, and we'll get to the other stuff we, we get in there. And um, this was probably one of the few things where it's just like, again, you know, we could have done without her story, but like it's an angle we hadn't really seen on this show. And um, it's kind of the, the fallout of Angela's family. Like, I, I know a lot of fans, you know, hated Angela Valdez for whatever reason, this, that, and the third. But um, to see what her family is going through, her father is still having health issues, and her her sister and nephew are the ones taking care of him. Um, that that was kind of like the heartstring pull throughout the episode. Uh, what did you think of the opening? 
I mean, I, I liked it. It was a nice little twist. Um, but to me, it, it it already set me on a down path. Like, this is a pause episode. That's like the first thing I was thinking. That's all that I could think through. Like, the entire thing was like, they really dedicated this time to pause. Um, and then, as, like I said, I needed all, every second of that previously on power. Because I honestly do not remember all this detail about Angela's family. Like, I remember Angela having a father and the father didn't like ghosts when they were chat like when they were children and didn't want them to be together but i didn't even remember him being sick or anything like that um i didn't remember she had a nephew or how the nephew was so important to her life i mean i always remember pals coming around and pause being like uh angela had to like kind of take care of her financially or look out for her because she was like you know not as well off as her sister but i honestly did not even remember any of this backstory or know about or remember the son or the old man um but, you know, I like the twist. I like, uh, I guess this was showing her motivation of the episode is that she just can't get over the fact that her belief that Ghost was involved in her sister's death. And it's just something that's keep, that keeps haunting her and she can't let it go. So that kind of led her through the events of the story. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting that she was, the, it kind of sets up that she's motivated to find her find Angela's killer so that you know she can take care of her family but that's honestly her secondary motivation her her primary motivation is straight up revenge straight up like her she she thinks of the money that's needed kind of as a secondary goal like she just wants justice yeah but um, honestly her 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 quest for justice makes no sense if, if her like to do because it doesn't do anything to help her family Anything that out that outs Angela as a bad person or possibly outs Angela's involvement with Ghost is going to jeopardize the pension, as we see throughout this episode. Right. So right. I didn't understand why she was so motivated because it gains her nothing to to bring down Ghost. So I don't, I didn't, you know, to me it didn't yeah. make sense. It, it, but a lot of the motivations on this show don't make sense. Like they're, you know, everybody's motivation for the most part on the show has been illogical. She just wanted payback. Like, that's why it didn't make sense. Like, she, and it, you know, she doesn't even fully realize it until later in the episode that, like, yeah, if I do this, my family gets nothing. And she still does it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and honestly, I was kind of with you um, on, like, okay, what kind of episode is this going to be? I didn't, I didn't fully give up hope on it being a complete pause episode until, like, halfway through. Um and the only reason why I thought that they could have possibly spliced somebody in, um, in is because in the next scene, we get the return of John Mock um, walking the streets with uh, with Director Warner. And I was like, okay, maybe we're going to get uh, some of Sax's stuff on the side because uh, he, Warner, it weirdly enough, now that I'm saying it out loud, it was actually more of a, a pause and Warner episode when it should have been pausing someone else if it had to be paused. Um, we get we get the return the the brief return of John Mock. Um, how did you feel about his 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 little cameo? Oh, that was cool. Uh, like I said, this episode really only drove the point of Warner. All of a sudden, his obsession. Um, it seems like everybody in the show is obsessed with some type of thing, and you know, Paz was obsessed with this revenge angle, and Warner for some reason is heavily obsessed with Cooper Sacks taking in Cooper Sacks. Now, Cooper Sacks, of course, rightfully deserves to be have a target on his back because, as Warner uh, talks about Mock, Sacks has been directly involved in so many people dying, um, so many people getting uh, screwed over because of his obsession with taking down uh, Ghost into a lesser extent, Tommy. Um, so it just kind of, you know, this entire season could really be about 
two things. Well, I guess the entire the entire show could be about two things: people's um, being obsessed with things or some type of thing, whether it be uh, being obsessed with power, being obsessed with being the man, being obsessed with money, um, or being obsessed with you know revenge or justice. Um, so I, I think that just kind of gave us that segue because he was really hard on mock about you know helping him take down sacks or fighting something to take down sacks. When, you know, him really taking down sacks, is that really going – I guess he was trying to ride sacks to a bigger and better things. And well, no, you got, you got to remember, he, he was brought in to clean up the mess that they made. Like, that's that's the only reason Warner came into the picture was because Mock and Sacks and everybody else screwed things up so much. Warner, up until, you know, the, the, the brief grimy things he does um, to get warrants and stuff, his, his whole – role initially when he when he's introduced is to pretty much get the AUSA's office back in order and as we saw throughout the season Sachs did everything to screw that up for his own selfish gain um so I feel like Warner's rightful in like okay Sachs has to go because someone needs to pay for these crimes you know what I mean we got we got corruption we got dead agents we got dead witnesses and they all point to Sachs so it's like I don't fault Warner for for trying to make this you know what i'm saying stick um i did think it was kind of interesting and kind of funny that mock was like kind of going over uh what the new information he's been given about sax's escapades and just being like man kind of proud of him like you know just grimy brothers in arms um and also but i also like the fact that warner reminded him that like look like you're not off the hook like you're not fully you can't just walk away from this she gave you this uh this job and she practically handed you this job in dc you're responsible for her death you're responsible for teresi's death and like inadvertently so it's like if you don't help me you going down to um b b3613 can't can't help you um so i think that warner he he just wants this he just you know he's doing what a a manager, a supervisor is supposed to do, and he, he's trying to get things back in order. Um, but, you know, again, I, I already know it doesn't really matter. Like, this episode could have been, you know, the, the overarching thing is, like, this episode could have been spent doing more important things. Agreed. Yeah, so from there, we go to uh, Tasha's new place, where we get a pretty decent scene. Um, kicking off with, uh, you know, a somewhat slightly defeated Tasha, um, being confronted by Paz and, um, Paz is, you know, this is Paz's Hail Mary episode. She's doing everything she can to, to figure out something to get some sort of leverage. And, um, we, we also get the, the thing that like, uh, Paz still, even in, even in the dirt, Paz still kind of sticks up for Angela, um, because, you know, Tasha does the thing where she she blames the 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 participant more than she blames her husband for, you know, initiating the cheating. And Paz still sticks up for her like, nope, like your husband was the one who lied about being ma- not being married. And um, that doesn't last long. Um, we get the realization that uh, well, not realization. We get Tasha pretty much coming clean that like, look. I've I've been trying to beat him, but as the title card says, he always wins. Like, what what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. How did you feel? 
I mean, yeah, that's what I got out of this, this uh, particular scene was just that Tasha was kind of in a place where she's given up on this her her idea of getting revenge, um, at least outwardly to other people, um, and also her just kind of also realizing, look, as much as I don't like Ghost, um, he still is kind of her meal ticket, especially at this point. Like, if he goes down, if he's punished, if he's taken out of the picture, and she mentions it again, you know, we never see her kids, especially the little one. She still has kids to take care of, and Ghost right now is the only person who's bringing in any income. Uh, all Tasha had was the daycare center that's going down. Um, I guess she technically has Tariq Shady, you know, business, uh, the drug game, but you know that's not she can she can't really count on um, to really take care of her family right now, especially since he he just starting out, and she got to realize that at this point Ghost has won. It's better for us to just kind of let him win and let him at least be around to continue to help her financially or take care of her or take care of the kids more than anything um, as opposed to being obsessed with trying to take him down. So it seemed that Tasha, at at least at this scene, was defeated, had accepted her defeat, and was just kind of kind of rolled with the punches. And then when he pauses nonsense about this obsession with taking him down because she already knows from a lifetime with living with Ghost that he's always going to come out on top. And we get Pasa's refusal because, again, she's... She's revenge hungry. She she wants blood um, more than again more than actual uh, uh, justice for Angela and uh, well street justice for Angela. But she she's not really thinking about her family. Um, so we get a scene of her kind of stalking Ghost outside of the nightclub, mm-hmm. and I think this answers the question. Well, one of the questions of who's stalking him from that car view that uh. Oh yeah, that could have been her, right? Yeah, and I because mm. I honestly think this was one. There was a scene where he's walking down the street towards Truth, and there's a there's someone stalking him from a car, and I think she's at least one of them. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was a That's good that pull. was a cool yeah that was a cool little move. Um. The the crazy thing about this whole thing is just like he straight didn't do it, <laughs> like he legit didn't do it. Um, we get a funny scene that I, 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 this is probably like my favorite scene of the, uh, of the episode and it's uh Warner chewing out security. Yeah. Um, just about like, how did he get in here? Like, you know what I'm saying? This dude could have killed me. He could have, he could have gone postal as we used to say. Um, and Paz goes up to the front desk and she's asking for sacks and he's like trying to, he's trying to coach them on what to say cause they freeze and just the security, like sick of it the front desk dude's just kind of like whatever man um i thought that was a fun little scene yeah um nice brevity nice something a little yeah. break up a little something because like i said at that point i was like what is going on yeah um warner you know pretty much tells her that uh sacks don't work here no more mm-hmm. uh for reasons and um then she decides to go um approach sacks directly um the thing i liked about this episode was sacks he came clean on everything like he he came clean on what he found and more importantly he held himself accountable um and was also telling the truth for once mm-hmm. uh there was he did everything he could some of it was shady um but not only did i mess up and you know i it partially failed because he legitimately did not do this um and then she she's faced with the news that 
Angela was indeed dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you I'm pretty sure I, I'm not going back to watch, but I'm pretty sure she was told this a few times in previous episodes. But, you know, you're always going to believe your family first. So you, you can't really fault her for that. Um, the yeah. other thing before we get like into, you know, her finding out about that, Sax had a really weird apartment. I don't know if you noticed that, but like he had a lot of weird stuff in there. Uh, but no, honestly, then, he's there. an odd guy though, so I'm, I'm not shocked as to what goes on in that apartment. Is um, but, you know, as far as the scene, real quick, um, I think this was information that she, or at least the information about how, because I could have sworn they already had a scene early in the season, um, before they even buried her, where she went to the morgue and and Sax told her the exact same thing. The autopsy, the autopsy results were that Jamie couldn't possibly be the killer because of the angle she was shot and all that type of stuff. So I guess it's just like a reconfirmation of that. Um, and then I think this also was the first time in this. Well, it's not the first time. It's actually the second time because Tasha also told um, told Pa something very similar that Angela, like you keep on acting like Angela is like this sweet little angel and ghost corrupted her, which ghost did play its part in corrupting her. But Angela was also a willing accomplice in a lot of the things that were happening. Um, right. It wasn't like that they forced her to do it. It wasn't like they were threatening to kill her if they didn't do it. But throughout this process, she had many a times to do her job. Um, be the professional woman she was supposed to be and take down this organization and she kept over and over and over again showing her loyalty and her allegiance to Ghost and protecting his family and protecting his criminal organization than to doing what was right Um, so this was like I guess even more sternly than when Tasha told her because you know she could always look at Tasha just like scorn wife she's just mad because she thinks my sister broke up her home so she's just saying nasty things about her but this is somebody who's a colleague of hers who was supposed to be one of the good guys and he's telling her the same thing look um we know ghost didn't kill her and we also know that her and ghost she was she was dirty she wasn't this angel that you may have romanticized her to be in your mind or this belief that you had that she was perfect and not wasn't wasn't one of the bad guys yep and uh, that's kind of illustrated even more that like she she needs to come to terms with this um when she tells her son uh gives him the rundown even he is just like look she if this is true then she she in fact did this to herself Mm -hmm. which she in fact did do this to herself by allowing herself to be compromised uh over and over again and stay um and i feel like the son was so rational in this and when he was i mean he had some dumb scenes later on but he just kept on was like look mom like let this go. Stop focus on this. Right. Um, and we need to kind of really focus on what Angela would have wanted. And, you know, and that's making sure that uh, Poppy is okay. Making sure that I stayed in school. Uh, I don't know if it was this particular scene or was a later scene where he was like really telling her about, look, let's focus on what we can't, you know, stop focusing on, uh, you know, how she passed away and just focus on what she would have wanted in life. And that's us, you know, being happy and being successful and you know me staying in school, Poppy being taken care of in in the home because you and I can't do this. We can't continue to to manage a man, you know, who has dementia, or Alzheimer's, whatever he may have. Uh, so I think he was rational at some points. Of course, he got yeah. kind of crazy towards the end when he started getting guns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and you're absolutely right. It was this scene, um, and it's the logical thing to do. It's the reasonable thing to do. But you also got to remember we're dealing with someone who. You know, she lost her sister. Um, I don't have any blood relatives. I mean, not relatives. I don't have any blood siblings, but like, 
you know, to to have an idea of who murdered your own sister and know or sibling in general and know that justice hasn't been served but you you can you can see the person that you really feel did it walking around every day mm-hmm. i could see i could see how that could drive someone to the lengths that she's you know on top of everything she's dealing with financially and family yeah. wise especially um, when you see because everybody see well at least in the, these first two episodes that announcement of ghost being the lieutenant governor running mate has yeah. really triggered a lot of people to kind of oh yeah go into overdrive oh yeah um so from there we go to back to the AUSA's office. This was the longest day of her life. Like, how is she getting the, so much involved? How how is she getting so much done in this day? She went to like, meet three, four, five, six people, been back and forth to the AUS office. They dug up a body. It, it, yeah, it's a ridiculously long day. Um, but like you pretty much went to the next scene. But I had to talk about um, back to the AUSA's office where Warner's just sitting there. And uh, the security comes in. He's like, "What do you want?" He's just like, "You told her she could come back for anything." He's just like, "Yeah, I didn't mean right. it. <laughs> like, I didn't think she'd actually do it." Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they uh, she she puts on a front essentially that she she doesn't care about the money. Right. Um, she well, actually, she does care about the money. This is this was actually part of her idea of um, getting getting her sister's name cleared um and again the the previously on power thing came back into play as soon as i saw that her put the uh the phone in the coffin in that previously on i was just like hmm this could only mean one of two things and if it means either one of these two things means that this body has to be dug up and Mm -hmm. that's 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 major um so yes, we do in fact have Angela Valdez's body uh, dug up, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you for a, a, a brief moment, I thought that phone was going to be gone. Oh yeah, I, I just I I, I that would have made the show take a, a really well this episode take a really exciting turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have made the episode a lot more interesting because like if that phone is gone who took it right it wasn't and uh, essentially we find out she dug up her sister's body for nothing right um the burner phone has a bunch of text messages but the sim card is destroyed um yeah so they don't know who she was in contact with yeah and then and also that the message didn't really say anything like the guy said it was just a bunch of basically we got to meet and it's kind of affirmative yes or no kind of thing so um to me, I mean, to me, like, pause should like at least check the phone to see if there was something incriminating on it before she was like so pressed to give it to them. Because once she did this, this basically sealed the fate that uh, she wouldn't get the pension anymore. Because it was like this, even though it doesn't give us any evidence to go arrest Ghost or take down Tommy or anybody, it does give us it does give us enough evidence to know that your sister was crooked, and that's gonna put the pension in jeopardy. Um, so to me, it was just like she just continually did what was in her best, you know, that was in her best interest um, in this kind of plot for revenge. And like at every turn, it just kept blowing up in her face. And then she still refused to she just kept digging herself deeper and deeper into it as opposed to being like, look, I'm messing myself up more and more. Why can't I just give this up? But I guess sometimes when people get desperate, it's better to just keep going down that rabbit hole 
or, or keep digging yourself ditches right. than to try to get yourself out of it. Right. Uh, case in point, last week, all Dre had to do was leave. Yeah, several times. Yeah, simple. Um, and this is her uh, being given a bunch of exits to, you know, kind of get out of this, but it, you know, her choosing not to do that. Um, as far as, you know, when she first got the phone, you also got to remember that, like, she's still dealing freshly with the death of Angela, mm-hmm. and she was she was 100% convinced that it was ghost. So um, she's not really going to – actually, no, I think – I feel like she she did go through the phone, and she, she texted it, and Tasha responded. Yeah. Because remember, this was the phone connecting her to Tasha, right. not ghost. And Tasha told her to throw it away. Well, right. Tasha's basically like, look, your sister ain't getting nothing out of – Anybody ever finding this phone? I do remember that. Okay. Right. Um, but we get the the her hail another hail mary on her part. Uh, she wants to go talk to Ghost with the wiretap. Right. Um. Uh, real quick, I don't, not person. to cut you off, but real quick, no, you're fine. Like, I also still don't understand at this point why the why the AUSA because uh, at this point, uh, Sax is fired. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else involved with Ghost is is dead, uh, either dead or fired at this point. Cause Sa- cause Tamika was fired, Sachs was fired. Everybody else is either oh John Mock got away kind of clean, and everybody else is is dead. Donovan is dead, Angela is dead, Sandoval. All those people are dead. So I don't even know why the A AUSA is still has this obsession with Ghost, especially with the fact that uh, Warner more than anything is because he literally just got the information that Blanc and them tried to set the man up. So why is he still trying to go down this rabbit, this this path of agreeing to let her wear a wire, or still even having ghosts on the radar? Especially now that he has been announced as lieutenant governor, and he's kind of moving. Even even if he was involved in shady drug dealings in the past, he clearly is out of that. You know, from from the outside looking in, out of that lifestyle, moving towards something more positive. So I didn't I didn't understand the rationale of why Warner would be so adamant of even letting pa- pause wear this wire or what he hoped to gain from her having this conversation other than maybe to discredit, discredit Angela further. I think the only reason he did it, because everything you said is factual, I think the only reason he did it was because of the, the, the cell phone in the coffin. I think that's the only reason he's still, like, he's still kind of humored her. I don't want to say humor. Well, he's still, well, yeah, he humored her. I, I think that's the only reason he still went for it was because, like, there's nothing shadier than a cell phone in a coffin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you're just like, all right, she's volunteering to wear a wiretap. Let's give it a shot. Because you can see, like, once it falls through, like, he's he he's pretty much out before the conversation's even over. When he realizes that she, bo- she blows it, he's like, all right, well, I mean, we tried. And he's kind of invested, too. Like, when Ghost is talking about, like, you know, she did, she did a whole lot of things for my family. Mm-hmm. It's... It's kind of a doable at you know at that point it's doable, you know it it could be fruitful. Um, side note, this is, I had this in my notes because I I don't know why this was the first time I've ever noticed it. You ever notice in every movie or TV show, whenever there's like surveillance, the guy in charge never fully puts the headphones on. Like they always just use one <laughs> yeah, headphone. Yeah, yeah. I never understood that and. Even more for him because it's you know Warner's bald. Like, what hair are you gonna mess up? Mm-hmm. Just put the whole headphones on. Um, but you you get you get a whole a whole lot in a little bit with this scene. Um, 
shout out to uh, to Hardwick um, because there's a few moments in this in this particular scene where it it seems like he's onto her like maybe she's wearing a wire because he's doing a lot of things with his expressions and his re- his reactions that's like did he just figure this out like did he figure out that someone's listening mm-hmm. um, but again she she blows it you know she asks for his for her killer and I don't want to say that Ghost exploited that, but he I think he really legit tried to give her some sense of closure. Um, anything anything on that, the revisiting of this particular uh, conversation? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he did know that she was doing something shady um, because like when she started, because she, she was kind of like all over the place. She started on the path of, you know, what was Angela doing with you, with you guys? Um, and then she was like, I, well, actually, she starts the conversation with, I know you didn't kill her. Um, I know you weren't involved in or whatever it may be. Um, then he, then she kind of like went to a path of, well, well you know, kind of being like adamant, like, tell me what Angela did for you guys. Like, I, I just got to know, though. And to me, I feel like he was on red alert when she started doing that. And then when she jumped back to, I know you know who did it, you know, just give me that. I feel like he thought something had to be shady about this. So that's why he really kind of backed off the conversation out of that. And basically, like, look, pause. I don't know. If I knew, I would tell you I have nothing else to do with it. And kind of just kind of let her, like, kind of dismissed her after that um but I, I think he definitely had some type of inkling that something about the conversation was off i don't know if he knew that she was definitely working with AUSA, or maybe she was just trying to tape it for her own try to set him up and take it to the police but i think he did know something was off about her coming to visit him and then her having asking the questions that she was asking yeah and uh two two quick things happened that we we, we both kind of skipped over tasha calls her and uh, I gasped because I, I just knew that Warner was going to see it and be like, why is she calling you? Um, when did Tasha the, call her? I thought uh, her son called her. He calls her second. The first time it rings, it says Tasha on that screen. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay, I have to go back and see that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we see when <coughs> she gets her phone back, she's got 11 missed calls from her son. Um and uh, again, they're they're in a rough spot. Her father is not doing well. Um, he's he's back in the hospital. He collapsed from a, an anxiety attack. Um, <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to the nurse in this scene, uh, who you know she's like, yeah, he collapsed from an anxiety attack, and Pa's like, an anxiety attack? What gave him anxiety? And the nurse was just like, I don't know. <laughs> but it was the kind of black lady I don't know that like, I don't know. I kind of know, cause you, but your son, maybe you should talk to your son mm-hmm. about this. And she dipped out of there. So I thought that was a little quick to me. I found that humorous. Um, and we find out that Junior messed up. Um, Junior got frustrated and uh, told uh, told her father that uh, Angela gone. She she dead. D-E-D dead. Mm-hmm. And it was too much for him, uh, which would be too much for anyone. And he, of course, collapsed. Um, they're in a rough, rough spot, which he's making her know, you know, we again see that, like, the whole, their family's well-being, it's it's secondary to her. Right. Like. Because especially her family's entire well-being is dependent on them getting this uh, Angela's pension money. And she basically was told by Saxon, not Saxon, uh, one in the scene before, once the wife I feel that, that's done. It's dead. The pension is dead. And as she's going back complaining about having to pay for this room and having to deal with, with the father, when she just totally 
you know, for no reason blew up her entire family hope of, of a brighter future by not just letting this ghost thing go. Right. And uh, her son, this is when we start to see his frustrations because like sometimes you got to answer violence with violence. He's ready to, you know, get dirty because mom is kind of driven him to that point. Um, and we get... And oh, real quick, this this was the thing that, that threw me off about this particular uh, scene. So now the, the son finally comes to her like, look, sometimes violence only needs violence. And that's when she wants to tell him, no, we got to let the feds do their job. Meanwhile, she has been spent this entire episode interfering right. with the feds doing their job or trying to help with the feds doing their job instead of just letting them do their damn job. Um, so I don't understand why she all of a sudden had this change of heart, especially after this was after she had blew up the entire situation and would get no benefits from it. So that made me so mad. But when she was just like, no, no, chill out, chill out. Let the face do their job. I was like, lady, you should have did that your damn self. You know, that's that's classic parent. Do as I say, not as I do. You know, that rolls. Um, she runs by the salon, gets her check and runs into Blanca. This is where we get the revisitation of Blanca kind of going through person by person and telling mm. them um, shit ain't work. Ghost yeah, gonna go free. It, it's a wrap. He about to be. Up in uh, up in Buffalo or wherever he he gonna live at Albany, yeah. Oh, that's right, <laughs> Albany. Uh, we get another quick scene between um, between Tasha and Paz where she's like, "Yeah, you right. He be winning, mm-hmm. just cashing in W's and handing out L's left and right." Yeah. Although, again, ironically, he ain't do this. <laughs> I think that's the the thing. Like, I I it always trips me out. That, you know, Ghost spent so much of the first few seasons lying that, like, when he's telling the truth, um, although he did know who, who killed Angela. Right. Um, but that's one of those times where he, he did the right thing in not telling her because sending her to Tommy with that knowledge was sending her to die. Right. Um, she won't go get the drop on Tommy. Yeah. It's like the one it. crime that he didn't do is the one everybody's obsessed with trying to pin on him. Yeah. He didn't kill 10, 15 other people. And the right. one that he didn't do is like they gotta get him for that. They gotta get him for that. Right. Um. So, the speaking of irony, she then goes to Tommy. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, that's that was crazy. Yeah, this was the only to me the only good scene in the whole episode. The only scene that I really enjoyed. It was a it was a very strong one, definitely a strong one. I'll let you get into it first. I mean, so basically, as a recap the scene, she goes to Tommy, comes to his apartment. How everybody knows where everybody lives on the show, I don't know. They just kind of yeah. got GPS on everybody. She shows up, and she basically begs Tommy to kill Ghost for her. She, uh, she pulls a gun out of her purse to begin with. I'm not sure why she did that. Um, and then she also offer him, offers him a stack of money. And I wasn't sure where the money came from. Um, I don't know if she cashed her check, and that was just what she got out of her check. But it, it seemed like a like a, a significant amount of money. So well, um, it was one of the things I, I picked up on earlier. Um, when she, it's in that box with the money, it was just like a stash. Oh, okay. Um, so she. I mean, excuse me. It was in that box with the gun. It, okay. Yeah, it, so maybe it's just some money that Angela had, or something that they found, or maybe some money that she somebody gave her money at some point in the show. I don't know. Probably like rainy day. She yeah. Been stacking it. So she tries to give it to Tommy. And Tommy's like, basically, lady, get the hell out of here. Um, you know, even though Ghost and I aren't friends anymore, I can't do this for you. Uh, and he's just like adamant, like, "Yo, get out of this apartment." Um, and then she says um a line that comes back to you know 
on Han or towards the end of the episode when she's like, I need you to kill uh, the man that killed my sister. And then Tommy just looks at her like, nah, I can't do I, I that. Can't do that. <laughs> so you basically want me to commit suicide. Yeah. You don't know it. <laughs> so then they kind of had this little back and forth. And she's like, come on. I know you know what you're capable of, basically. The streets is talking about you. And he's like, yeah, whatever the streets say, it don't matter. I'm not doing this. And the weird part is like, he threatens to call the police on her, which is right. so untommy like. Um, right. you know, I would have thought he would have like, you know, bitch, get out of here before I choke your ass or shoot your ass or he, or he would even pull a gun on her. Um, but for him to threaten her, he pulled a real white man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really he went really back did. to his white roots and was like, look, lady, I'm going to call the authorities if you don't get out of here right now. Um, so to me, it was definitely one of the most powerful episode, uh, powerful moments or the, one of the better scenes of the, um, this episode. Um, so, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I, I agree. This was definitely like one of the hands down the most powerful episode. Um, we get Tommy, um, while still lying, being the voice of reason that like she was telling her like she wasn't as good a person as you, you want to believe she was and that we do crazy things for the people we love. And it's kind of like that, sh that wake up moment, like, look at you, what you're doing right now. You're trying to put a hit out on someone. This, this isn't you. Um, this is clearly Tommy. Um, but you know, there was also something else really strange, not strange, but like that kind of stuck out to me. Like she calls him a monster and says that he's evil. And we get this this shot of Tommy where it's just like it it almost seems like self-realization for him, where it's just like we're kind of the same. And technically, Tommy's worse, without a doubt. Um, And yeah, just definitely the best scene, just for many reasons. Um, and, uh, we get Paz essentially defeated. Uh, she returns home, um, puts the gun and the money on the, on the table mm -hmm. and, uh, just kind of hangs it up for the night. Yeah. Um, her son comes to check on her and I, it, it's always weird to me when, when shows do that, the thing where it's just like, okay, well, is the room, is the door locked or not? Um, we of course find out that the door is not locked. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. Also, I thought it was smart for Tommy to like pretty much completely dismiss her, um, because you also got to remember that essentially Tommy's looking out to, is looking to kill Ghost as well, and he needs to make sure there's no connections. Mm -hmm. And if he agrees to do it for her, she's now an accomplice. Like she, everyone says, everyone on this show says they're not going to talk. Um, most of them end up talking. Uh, so that's it. It just is what it is. Um, we get a quick flashback to the the AUSA's office where Blanca has cashed in her Hail Mary, where she got Dre's uh, quote unquote uh, testimony um, or witness statement. Excuse me. And uh, Warner's just like, what? Like, what is going on here? Like Warner, who's also having the longest day of his life. It's just like, what is, like, no, like, this is, this is crazy, and we can't do this. And is then promptly visited by a Democratic boogeyman who shows up in a suit and tells him that, look, James St. Patrick belongs to the Democratic Party, mm -hmm. and uh, you need to leave him be. Right. Which honestly just pushes Warner even further, because he's been, he's been disrespected from the day he took this job. 
Like from the moment he showed up at that office, he's been disrespected by everyone he's worked with um, because no one follows simple orders. And now this dude just walks in and tells him, like, look, I'm above your pay grade. So I'm I'm simply telling you to let, let this dude out of your sights. And that's what you're going to do because I said so. And Warner's pretty much fed up with that. Um, what did you how did you feel about that? I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't understand. I think this was like another of a mini twisted episode because I didn't realize uh, they introduced this, you know, the power of the DNC. They come in, they basically tell him, look, shut it down or or else. Um, and like I said, he immediately, maybe he just fed up with people telling him know what to do or fed up with not getting the respect he deserves. Um, well, he just caught up in the whole hype of that seems to be the magic of putting ghosts into the jail that he immediately defies them and goes to the judge. Um, and then they finally do move forward with trying to get that arrest warrant to get, uh, uh based on Andre's testimony. And it, it, to me, it didn't make sense for the judge even to believe that after everything else, the judge kicked back, um, right. literally like, I think the day before he came back to a bunch of other evidence. They, they had kind of gathered in, uh, odd ways for, so for him to turn right around and say, okay, we'll trust the, um, word of a, you know, felon, who's been involved in a bunch of other high profile drug dealings and all this type of stuff and just take his word um, as, as a source, as a reliable witness to, to, to put murder charges on somebody who is a high profile guy. So it didn't make sense, but uh, I think, and uh, I don't know, I could maybe we'll have to run this by um, our, uh, our lawyer homie in the group me. Um, I think, when you're presented with certain evidence, I guess as a lawyer or a judge, I think you kind of have to look into certain things because on the off chance that like you dismiss it and someone gets away with it and then does worse things, it I guess I guess it could it could technically fall on you. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like well, you were presented with this and you passed on it, so you're involved. Um, or you're partially responsible for this. So I think that's the only reason why that particular judge was just like, I can't ignore this dude saying, you know, because even like, let's say, let's say that Dre survives and does go to trial. If by chance they, they prove that he's lying, it just, it's just worse for Dre more, you know, it more than them wasting their time. It's just worse for Dre. So I don't know. Well, we, it, any of our legal fans out there listening, you know, if you got the answer to that, like, let us know. Um, we we get Paz waking up from her her sad nap and uh, finding out the gun is gone. And um, I'm, how old do you think her son is? You think he's supposed to be like? Is he supposed to be like a college? He has to be like a college student. Yeah, he in college, I would think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, about to go do dirt himself with the gun. And uh, she pretty much does what a mom is supposed to do and talks him out of it. And um, at first, you know, my I'm just like, why would she agree to do this? Like, just take the gun and both of you go home. Mm -hmm. um, but then I remembered what you were talking about uh, when, we were, when we were having the discussion about um, Tasha supporting her son selling drugs. Uh, you know, moms will do that for their son. Like, they they will they will lay on those those swords. If it means, you know, their sons uh, go away clean. Granted, I, I while I, I similarly, I kind of made that parallel, um, she could have walked away. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? She didn't have to go in there, but you know, for the sake of the show, we we need we need one more uh, kind of conscience uh, moment for her. Um, she runs up in truth. Well, not runs up. She she gets up in truth. Um, but their security is just trash. Oh yeah, well, they just yeah. letting guns all the time. Pretty much, you know, they they got me working the front door. I just let nice people in, mm-hmm. nice looking people in. I don't, mm-hmm. I, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't like I don't like making people wait in line. I've been scarred by that in my era. Um, but we get a, a brief conversation between uh, Paz and Ramona, and um, we get some instance of Ramona being a a bit about that action because Paz is telling her all this stuff that is to a degree true. And Ramona's just like, all right, but um, but that got to do with me, right? And what did you what did you think about that? I mean, like I said, uh, uh, you know, Ramona originally approaches her just saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll eavesdrop over the conversation," and that really showed a good side of Jamie. Um, you know, the way he comforts you about about your sister's loss and everything. Um, and then she because immediately turns out, no, he's a bad guy, yada yada yada. And like I said, Ramona was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, you know, I'm riding with this guy. Um, and basically her rationale is that look, some people are unstoppable. And she gonna ride him to the top because uh Ghost has shown a ability to always come out on top. And even in the short time that she has known him, uh, with his willing and dealings and pulling over cons and schemes on tape, she realized that he is a winner and you know, she gonna, you know, cash that with the ticket. Yeah, yeah, and go with him. So to me, that's all that really shows that, you know, Ramona's like, look, you can say whatever you want to say. I'm riding with Ghost because um, Ghost the man. And that's all I got out of that. Uh, I think this also was kind of doing this. I don't know if it was doing this conversation because I got in my notes that this is also when Paz realized her sister was fucked up. So I think she went to this whole, she was having all these flashbacks of all the different conversations she, she had had over the last course of the days with all the different people, Tasha, and the things Tasha said about Angela, the things Tommy said about her, the things Sax said about her. And I think this is when she finally realized, look, uh, I did waste a bunch of time in this episode. I did almost pull a gun out on a man in the middle of a, pr- a crowded, um, yeah. what is it? What is a, truth? a bar club. And almost did something in that, of course, would have got me um, arrested and probably me in life yeah. in jail. And for what reason? To protect the honor of somebody who was not that honorable. Right. So I think this was when she really, really got the wake up call. Like, look, my sister was messed up. She had her issues and I'm gonna let her rest. Um, and called off her, her war against ghost. Yeah. Um, when she's going through all those flashbacks, to be honest, the way those flashbacks were setting up and the, 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 the quotes they were using, I thought she figured it out. I thought she figured out that Tommy did it. Um, we of course would figure out that this was not the case. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything you said, the, the one thing that I hated about this scene was the music. I'm not going to, I'm not going to have you go back, but just take my word for it. The music is at, like when it first starts, I'm, I'm thinking like, hmm, I wonder if this is like a real song, but I'm not really paying that close attention. I'm watching and it's, it's some, some Oh man, it it was some generic uh, hip hop song where it was just like the lyrics were like kind of in in place with 
what was happening about like being steady and being a soldier and all this stuff. It was, it was, they were trying to do what they did with the nature scene thing, the nature documentary, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was worse. Like this was, a, this, it was a complete miss of that. And it just kind of came off as kind of corny. Um, but yeah, as you said, she decides that she's, uh, she's going to go ahead and let this slide. You know, right. she's going, she's finally doing what she should have done at the beginning of this episode and uh walked away she should have just walked away and turned the episode over to another character yeah um, and right then i wish that i wish it would have been over because I, I thought it was i thought oh this this is the end episode and then i look at the i pause it and I, it's like 15 more minutes to go and i'm like what else do they have to ch- what else is there to tell us well what I mean, else is there to, to share i'm done they had to they had to set up they have to set up what's going to happen next um and that's and you're right like had this been had this not been the last season and they just kind of like put this in like a couple seasons ago, that would have, that would have been exactly where this episode ended. Um, but I knew the, like at this point, it's just like, okay, now we're going to set up what happened. We got to set up the next story. Um, we get a, we get a nice a corny, but touching scene between her and her father, mm-hmm. um, that she needed to get her peace. She needed um, it. I didn't, I didn't give a damn about it. Yeah, we know. Um, but you know, they, they, they made us watch this character, so she has to have a, she has to have some sort of outcome. Um, and uh, from there, we we get to the next morning, where uh, she wakes up to Christmas morning with her son, to the news that uh, James St. Patrick, again confirmed, shot and killed. Yeah, I need people online to stop. With all these conspiracy theories that he's still alive, the lady then told us he did. The news then told us he did. The man is dead. Let him just be dead. Why are people so obsessed with having this man still be alive? If they have confirmed multiple times on the show the man is dead. Right, and honestly, the way people have complained about this show, um, I will say this: for as much as people complained, if by chance they were right and this conspiracy theory comes true and he is alive, that would be the worst possible thing for this show like him still being alive after they've killed him twice in two episodes like they said he is dead would be the absolute worst thing for this series um that that's the ultimate fumble not even at the one yard line at this point it'd be the ultimate fumble at like a 10 on first down um but yeah we get we get the the democratic boogeyman showing up during daylight hours uh which I, it's this guy was kind of played up as if he's gonna be around more, but Ghost is dead, and even if he wasn't dead, he's been shot. So like this whole, you know, Democratic thing should be over with. But he still felt the need to come back and flex on Warner, and tell them that like, yo, uh, you did what we told you not to do, and there are consequences for that. And Warner's just like, you know whatever you know what i'm saying get out of my office um you had a good time uh the democratic uh mr ott i think his name is he's just like pack it up it's a wrap for you and literally the phone rings while he's in there and uh game over for for warner we see his nameplate being taken off and um somewhere if you if you listen really closely somewhere off in the distance you could hear tamika laughing her ass off yeah. What did you think of all that? 
I mean, the only thing I liked about the scene was that I just w wish one day I could have the power to like flex with somebody like that and be like, that, uh, you know, you telling me to get out your office, but you done. That phone about to ring in two seconds um, and then they have it happen. So that, that's the only thing I liked about it. It was cool to say that, you know, just to have that control over somebody and that power is like, look, yeah, you telling me to get out your office, but you're done. And then really to be able to back it up. So that was cool to say. Yeah, so uh, that puts us at the the end of last week's episode where uh, Spanky is um, giving his final lines of the episode. You know, I'm a free, free man. man. Yeah. And uh, we see Paz entering. And um, so I, I I don't think we've seen the last of Spanky. Um, I mean, well, Tommy's still going to have to deal with that. Hope we'll, we'll see if Tommy ultimately ends up dealing with uh, Spanky based on the information 2-Bit gave him. So right. we'll see. But, but now we have the information that that Spank has recognized. Well, I don't know if he knows Paz, but he looked at her enough that he knows she talked to uh, to um, Rodriguez. Um, <clears throat> so we get their, their little back and forth uh, where Paz is going forth with moving on and she just wants her sister's body reburied. Um, which <clears throat> was weird to me. I thought they would well, already put her back as soon as they took her right. out. They only right. needed the phone. They didn't need her body. Right. And I don't, and I'm, I, when I thought about it, I was just like, well, once you find the phone and it's now part of the case, does that make her body part of like partial evidence now? Um, but regardless, and this is where for me, it was just like, yeah, like they could have done more with this episode because the same way, um, at the end of last episode where we see Paz walk in and of her own free will, it's like, okay, well, we know Paz didn't do it. We see Sax cleaned up because clearly the night before he was drunk and in a stupor roaming the streets. We see him cleaned up and suited up at this gravesite. So this just confirms that Sax is not the killer, which I'm fine with, but you could have, again, you could have done... You could have covered more ground with this episode rather than focus on Paz. Um, what did you think about that leading up until the up to the last scene? What do you mean? The, the number of rebarrier? That um, her her conversation with Blanca and um, honestly, I don't honestly remember what she what she uh, <clears throat> talked to Blanca about. I think Blanca only told her, look, uh, the pension is done. And the Paz was like, you know, I'm good. Um, and then she just asked her, could you know, put my sister away? And I, like I said, we already kind of discussed. I thought it was just odd because I thought they would have reburied her the same day they took her out. I don't know why they would need like there was no new evidence on her person. The evidence was the phone. They had the phone for over twenty four hours. Um, I don't know what they did with her body in the meantime. Did they just kind of like leave it at the gravesite or did they take it back to the morgue? I don't know. Um, but I mean, I, like I, I'm glad she had this re revelation that uh, she was um, kind of over it and was done with it and was just gonna let it go. I mean, at that point, but it was nothing really else for her to do because she knew Ghost was dead too. So that gives her the satisfaction that she wanted. She even wanted him locked up or dead, and he was dead. So there was nothing else for to me for Paz to do, because um, you know she got her she got her ultimate wish, even though she blew up her whole sister's life to get it. Uh, as far as Sax, I I could have sworn they maybe I'm mis misreading it, but I thought they said that Sax was supposed to be turning himself in the next morning, and that's why he was so drunk. And was going to go shoot ghosts anyway because he had to go to jail the next day uh, for his crimes. But 
This show been all over the place so much I didn't forgot half the stuff that's going on. Yeah, man. But I could have sworn that's why Sax was so messed up that night. Because Tamika was like, basically, you're going yeah, to jail. Rap. Yeah, they're yeah. coming to get you. Right. Um, so from there, uh, she gets a call. And um, this is where it got like kind of interesting. Cause I was just like, who's, you know, well, what, what office is this? And um, we get Kate. <laughs> oh, Kate, yeah, coming out the office. We get Kate walking out of the office. And, I'm just like, and I was just like, oh, this is, this is about his will. So this further confirms that he is dead. Right, and they did that shit fast. I mean, the yeah. man barely been dead, but a two hours, three hours, right. and the office already open and already contacted people and had meetings and everything. Right. Um. So, shout out to my man Jeffrey Owens, getting Ooh. that camera, that cameo. Uh, Elvin, bro. Thibodeau. Yeah, like I, it was just a trip because I was like, "Is that that's the dude?" And yeah, um, I remember it was like last year. People were were trying to clown that they saw him working in the grocery right. store, and then like his acting career boomed back up. So How you gonna yeah. clown a man for working? I know yeah. that's a whole other topic. I didn't want to yeah. get into it. Right. So yeah, um, handling the estate of Mister Saint Patrick. Uh, apparently, he left something to Kate, which she seemed happy, generous, huh? I said she seemed happy about it. Right, which is super generous, like. Uh, you, you you gotta say this for all of his shortcomings, Ghost. Even in death, he he was a generous dude. Uh, oh yeah, but I think to think of Kate. I think once his father was gone, Tommy was like Tommy's mom kind of raised him or raised yeah. him as much as you can raise somebody who's like a teenager. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, but she seemed happy with whatever money she got. I don't know where, where the money came from because I thought Ghost was broke. They made it seem like he didn't have no money. Maybe they didn't have liquid money. Now they did. Maybe yeah, they sell the club off. And, yeah. Well, whatever I she think, got, she was happy about it. Yeah, I think, like, whatever he, the things that he did, like, as far as setting up his will, he just, like, okay, and never shall I touch this money again. Yeah, man. Um, which, you know, is a smart way of going about it. Um, and then we get Tasha in this um, this leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, it was She's interesting. Got a whole jacket. bunch going on. Yeah, I was I was expecting her to break out in um, what was the Janet Jackson joint? Um, Control. Control was, yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, we get this confrontation where she says that no, I I didn't kill Ghost, and um, you need to take this money, which is which was pretty genuine. It was, and you know, I wouldn't have faulted Paz for taking the money, um. And Paz should have taken that money. It's just that she's, even though she's she's decided to move on, like it's still F Jamie St. Patrick. So she she wanted nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, which was just her, just her pride getting yeah. in the way again. She already messed up her son's life because he can't go back to school off her nail shop money. And then why, not? even if I didn't want the money for myself, I would have took it to care for my father and, and the son. Right. Like she don't gotta buy herself no bins or no fancy house, but she can at least pay their boys tuition and put her father in a home where people can take care of him. So right. that was just short sighted and prideful. And then it happens. Yeah, the biggest revolution of the revelation. The snitching continues, and I I don't I'm still trying to figure out Tasha's motivation here. I didn't get it either because at this um, point she has nothing to gain by telling her. That Tommy is like uh, the only thing I can think of, is, and maybe it comes out in their episode, is that Tommy finds out that she killed Keisha, and now she's trying to 
I hadn't even pictured that. You know, maybe tell everybody that might have a vendetta that may give a chance to take Tommy out before he gets her. Because literally, her pause wasn't so close that she needed to feel like some sisterhood to her to right. reveal the secret to her. Um, and, you know, why would you... To, to implicate the fact that you know about to implicate Tommy in it, could it be implicating yourself because you are, you know, at least an accessory after the fact, if nothing else. Right. So I didn't understand her motivate. Like you said, I didn't understand her motivation or her need to all of a sudden now let her know that Tommy was the killer. Right. And to like just totally throw Tommy under the bus like that. Like, and you, you're absolutely right. Um, I completely forgot. Um, that yeah like because I, I i did have the thought of like okay well maybe she's just trying to maybe she's just trying to clean up loose ends and like you know ghost is gone the only person that's a threat to her um even though on paper she, she would probably feel like tommy would never really hurt her but in the back of her head if if he were to ever find out yeah it's it's a done deal for her um so yeah it it makes it makes perfect sense to put another target on his back um and we get we get some amazing acting to 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 end this out um of her realizing that she was duped um that not only did she ask the dude to kill her her sister's killer but um also that like yeah this dude came to the funeral (laughs) this dude tommy showed up to the funeral and was like anything you need you let me know Mm-hmm. showed up to his to his own victim's funeral um and we we end out on her going to the loft to find that it has been cleaned out um i love and, tommy's apartment man that, yeah more than anything i, I thought we had saw the last of it but when she showed up at the when she showed up at it i was like oh okay Shit. well i guess he never fully moved out i, I need an apartment like that in my in my next life Cause that thing got the big windows, all that open space, man. And I think technically it is a studio. Cause I think, yeah, but it's like it's the best studio like ever. The open, yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. but damn. Um, but yeah, we get the biggest shot. Um, that I get, and this is this was actually kind of only the one of the big things that came out of this episode. I guess why we need this extra fifteen minutes to wrap it up is that she does go back. I don't know why she had to do the screaming Tommy, Tommy kind of thing. Cause that made no sense. Um, but we see that Tommy is gone. Now, is Tommy gone because he's dead and somebody just cleaned out? But would, it, would somebody clean all your stuff if you're dead? Or is Tommy on the run? Tommy on the run. Damn. So does that Tommy is that a clue that Tommy is Ghost Killer? Um, no. Um, and I'll tell you why in a second. But um, go ahead. You you need you need her um you need her screaming at the end because she was she was on she was on the path to healing. And it was immediately broken. So she's she's had the worst 48 hours of her life, aside from her sister dying, um, because she was ready to move on. Like up until that point, up until 30 minutes ago, she was ready to move on with her life. And then you see her completely break. So like you, you kind of need that at the end. Um, so to answer your question of is Tommy on the run? Uh, did you see the, the on the next episode? Thing. yeah yeah that's what okay so i don't know I, well it has this has to focus on tommy because we get a lot of the mob stuff i think it's a Tariq episode well it, they, they're gonna have to combine yeah eventually. Um, because yeah because there's three episodes left they're gonna have to combine so i'm guessing it's probably gonna be him and Tariq 
um, and then Tate and Tasha, and then the last episode is whatever we get. The re- the recap, okay, yeah, maybe, but um, yeah, we get we get the return of the mob in the on the next episode, and we see his, you know, we see um, we see Benny's body get dragged out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think Tommy's on the run. The last person Benny went to see before he was killed was his killer, Tommy. Yeah, but this, to me, if you want to run, do you clean out your apartment or do you just get ghosts? Like, uh, what does what he, what, uh, you know, to me, if I'm on the run, I'm not about to pack up my whole house. I'm going to go in there, get that stash of money that he got hidden in the cupboard, and I'm gone. But I ain't hiring no moving crew. So, you know, that's, that's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. As to, I mean, I know they needed to clear out his entire apartment to showcase that he's gone. Because if she just shows back into his place right. and opens the door and it's still full of stuff, but he's just not there, you know, the audience doesn't know what's going on. He could just be out getting a sandwich. But with, right. the, with it cleaned out totally, we know Tommy's gone for whatever reason he's gone. So we'll see where it goes from there. So right. plus, plus, that's for the viewer. Like, you know, like you said, you love Tommy's loft and everything. And like that, it that was borderline in a, a character in a few seasons. So it's just like to see it completely gutted and and just bare like that that's what brings on the where the hell is tommy you know what i mean it's like so you you kind of did need it cleaned out um now whether or not <laughs> we get him going to a safe house or if he just got rid of everything that remains to be seen but i think it was that was just like you need to see and plus like and i could easily be giving them too much credit but like you see her standing in what she has left nothing like she went back for revenge and she ended up with nothing. Just frustration and no answers. Um But yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. like I said at the top of the episode, I didn't I didn't totally hate the episode. It's just they could have done more with the time. Um next week looks like we're we're back on we're at, they're they're it seems like they're giving us the roller coaster treatment where, you know, the first episode was a solid episode. It wasn't super action packed. But there were a whole lot of holy crap, Dre's about to get caught or mm-hmm. Dre's about to die. Um, to this episode, obviously being a lot slower, um, way more muted. Um, and next episode, they're they're vamping it up. Uh, we get the return of Vinny or Vincent. Um, I were Benny's getting sister. Is that who she was? I believe she's Benny's sister. Okay. Um, we're getting Tariq giving his. And maybe it's we get a, finally get a conclusion to Elisa Marie and her role or what she did right. with that disc and everything. So we will see. Uh, I, I am curious as to one thing. It's, a, it's three episodes left. And I wonder mm-hmm. if they end up taking another break episode because that third episode will be on Super Bowl Sunday. And I don't know if they're oh, going to play yeah. an episode on Super Bowl Sunday. Or they're, they're going to do that bold. shitty shit they're gonna, they do. They're, gonna, they, they're, they're going to... Yeah, they're going to do what they normally do when something like that, when they have to go up against something huge. They're not going to fully announce it. They're just going to be like on the next episode, like nothing ever happened um, because it's a, it's a strategy that's worked for them. Like every time that they've taken time off without, without warning the, the internet, the next week is like, where's power. Um, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, publicity is publicity. Um, but yeah, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Th- that episode ain't, yeah. Ain't no way. Um, 50 will talk all the, the trash in the world. He, it would be suicide to go up against Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's a that is a wrap on he always wins. And oh, we also I missed that line uh, where she says he lost, which I thought was nice. 
Nice. Yeah. That's what day is Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, the second. Wow, I'm looking at IMDb. February 9th, it says. I already see it right now. It's not coming you on until February weird? 9th. Oh, okay. Like where? We got. Uh, I'm on. I mean, the technically this is Wikipedia, so you know, take okay. it, take it while you want it. But they got uh, last night's episode was was of course the 12th. Tomorrow, uh, next, it's all your fault. The next one is January 19th. Rever- Reversal of Fortune is January 26th, and then the finale, the finale is TBA. They don't have a, the the title for it, but it definitely has the air date of February 9th, 2020. So okay. they're gonna take that Super Bowl week off. So they already That's, took off for five yeah. and a half weeks in the middle of this, and they took a, and they took two weeks off before I think the mid season finale. So they just kind of dragging the shit out. I'm sick of it. That just pissed me off. That just pissed me off. Would you go up against Super Bowl Sunday? Well, I mean, nobody will, but they should have planned better. They should have ended doing the Pro Bowl or whatever. They made me so mad right now. <laughs> I gotta get off we're here. Get, I gotta get off here, man. This. We gonna we gonna get through this. All right, three more episodes, my brother. Uh, Indeed. You know, like you always say, you know, give us some feedback, man. I know we, you know, it's we took a break, so then people kind of don't fall back to the show as much. But you know, talk to us. Let us know what's going on. If you got any feedback, any thoughts, anything that you want to say, hit us on that IG, um, Spotify, the SoundCloud comments, or whatever you can find us. Always at the POP Podcast. Uh, you know, want to tell them where they can find you if they want to check out some of your independent work. Uh, that's going to be the Off the Clock Podcast on all those platforms. Um, also, Off the Clock Pod on Instagram. Hit us up. All right. Until next time. These bastards got us again with this two weeks thing. I'm all, I, it's not even <laughs> three more weeks, and I'm already mad. All right, man. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>